Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Up we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space is sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her number one companion, Philip Gilfus. To be fair, I've not looked at your ranking objectively. Right. I mean, I feel like at the moment it's a fairly subjective choice. I mean, you're the only companion you've had for this series. That's true. Yes. I mean, I'm looking forward to you regenerating. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to getting a new companion. So, Killing you off like Adric. I have a star, though. I'm very good at maths. Yeah. <laughs> what have we been up to this week, baby? Um, as far as Doctor Who stuff, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're watching, as always, our Matt Smith rewatch. Mm-hmm. We're about to finish up his first series. So we just finished the Pandorka Opens, and then we'll be finishing up with the Big Bang. Um, it's always curious, of course, to watch the extras. I've, I've never been a big extras person when it comes to uh, media, you know. But it's been cute to watch the them you know, have their little video diaries, Matt and Karen. and Yeah, no, I've quite enjoyed it. So they seem to be having fun on set during their time. Of course, they're young, so. But, yeah, it's been nice. <laughs> and I do like the little featurettes. They're always nice about the aliens and... We, they had a little featurette about sort of what the Pandora opens with sort of, they call it the Alliance, um, all the different aliens that sort of bounded together uh, for, to fight the Doctor and put them in the Pandora, or Pandorka. Um, so that was sort of a nice thing about having all the aliens come. Yeah, and really, like, I don't think, and this is, what, the third or fourth time that I've seen this episode, and I don't think I've looked that closely. Like, I knew the Suntorans were there because they have lines, Cybermen, the Daleks, you know, and and obviously there are some others who stand out that you see, but realizing just how many of them there are. And the Romans are the Autons. Yeah. Do we see those at another time? Mm-hmm. We saw the first one with the third Doctor's first episode, and then the ninth Doctor's first episode, the plastic people. The man oh, right. Can, oh, the hand okay. comes out and the gun shoots. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. Yes. I didn't make that connection either. So you should do some featurettes <laughs> for this uh, DVD, or just for me. Yeah. Do a featurette, baby. Go. <laughs> You're a featurette. <laughs> and then, of course, it's been some drip drop with the new series stuff mm-hmm. and different, I don't know, toys, for lack of a better word, coming out. So, I don't know, we'll have to get ourselves, I guess, a 13th Sonic. I don't know. I, don't know, I, I was never enjoyed the 12th. Doctor Sonic, because I don't think he... neither did the twelfth Doctor. Apparently, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I just well, for one thing, I, I like a little longevity in the Sonic. So, like the ninth and tenth Doctor used the same model more or less, 
And so I like that it continues in the 11th Doctor, then had his, which I like. I actually like that the most. has a little spring action or whatever. But then, like, the 12th one, like, did he need his own? Couldn't he have just used the 11th? I mean, I know he did it for a second. He used the 11th Doctor's one, but I don't know. But it seemed like his just got, it's like the iPhone. It kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, like, the 12th Doctor was all clunky and disco ball lighting up. And I was just like, okay, it's a little Mm. much. Okay. So I like the 13th Doctor one, what little I've seen. It's a little bit more smaller, a little more 9th, 10th Doctor-y. For woman hands. Exactly. I, do, <laughs> I, do like, I mean, I like that it actually does have a grip. It's not just a sort of straight tool. It does actually have a bend to it. Ergonomic for your hand, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. I bet that's what they thought about, too. Exactly. I, on the other hand, just want either sonic or hallucinogenic lipstick. That's what go. I'm going for. I'll be honest. Mm. But, uh, and we, they have sort of confirmed, yeah, definitely, probably October. Yeah, which, that's what we were thinking anyway, so. Yeah. If they had not said October, that would be weird, so. Yeah, with the, with an eye towards finishing it up. By Christmas. In time to do a Christmas episode. And then have Christmas, yeah. Yeah. So. So, that'll be fun. Yeah. We do love a good Christmas episode. And the one thing, when we get into our topic, one thing I, I sort of stumbled upon with Doctor Who, not always paying attention to it is the weird gaps in seasons or series that when i mean even for like entire doctors or even in within doctor series but like for instance and you know they're terrible with even with new who so like you know jody the 13th doctor will have her first series now you know 10 so 10 10 episodes and a christmas special in 2018 you know so like when's the next one and it probably won't be till like december 2019 you know, they just have these huge gaps yeah and i'm, I'm not a fan yeah it's fairly typical of British television, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the logic behind it, but that's just how they roll, yo. Cool. Word, word. Right, so before we can watch the 13th Doctor, I'm a big believer that we have to figure out where she might fall in the canon. Everybody has their favorite Doctor or set of Doctors, In the end, everyone's list is entirely subjective. But is it possible to create an objective ranking of the doctors? Inspired by the American football college team rankings, we'll see if we can objectively rank the doctors from 1 to 12. Sure, and for those not familiar with... uh... The ranking system for America College, American college football. Which may or may not include us. Uh-huh. The uh, sports writers, sports journalists across the country, uh, will be asked to poll. You know, there's a poll to rank the college teams. And for a variety of uh, measurements, whatever the word I'm looking for, yeah, no, like uh, reasons you look to, to, to quantify uh, them. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's not just like, oh, I like the team, though it could be. But it's like, you know, what's the strength of schedule in their league? Yeah, it's not even, oh, it's the winningest team. Right. Because strength of schedule, as you say, is a, an important point. And there's sort of different things of where, like, an, an expectations game. Because, like, if, if you're a number, I'm trying to think of the example here. So, like, say you're a number two team and you beat, like, a number 10 or an unranked team that could still lower your rank because you have to beat them by a lot if you're number two. Yeah. And if you lose, then you're all going to go way down. And so it's sort of, you know, the expectations, if we rank you high, we expect great things from you where if you're ranked low or even unranked, then, you know, whatever. But then, you know, because <laughs> I remember, you know, being from, I went to school at East Carolina University, um, which is, uh, has had times when it's been ranked um, as a football team. I can believe that. Yeah. And so, you know, but it's been stuff where, like, you know, they beat, uh, I remember the year I was in school, 
this was during one of the hurricanes and uh when i was going to school and we flooded out the, the college actually closed the university for several weeks i think but anyway we ended up beating the university of miami which is the oh. hurricanes oh no <laughs> yes and so but that was a pretty good they're pretty good team at the time and they should, may still be but that kind of got us up in the rankings and so but of course you still got to perform at that level so but yeah. that that's a, that's sort of the thing using a variety of things not just i like them or they're good but a variety of features of how they perform What's their strength of schedule? What's their coaching? You know, blah, 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 blah. To try to create an objective, which still has subjective elements, but at least using these different measurements to sort of guide you. Yeah. I, on the other hand, went to a liberal arts university with no football team, so I got nothing for you. That's but right. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give this the old college try. Ah, <laughs> See what I did there? So we're going to be ranking the doctors. Yes. And so we're both, Jessica and I are both going to do it. I mean, we're going to talk about it, of course. But we'll see if... Uh, <laughs> We're if... not going to talk about it. We are going to sit here in silence and write out lists. <laughs> That's going to be this podcast. It's going to be riveting. <laughs> <laughs> or riveting. Don't know. Yeah. No. You're just trying to be funny because I was funny, and that's just embarrassing for everyone. So I know you said you did some research, but the way I've sort of, um, just to start us off with, I mean, we weren't going in order. Um, why not, right? Um, but I've sort of researched how many cereals... Or stories. I I mean, I suppose the new who has cereals, but I just call them stories, even though, whatever. But anyway, how many cereals each doctor had. Um, and, and this is going, I think I went off Wikipedia or, so, or something. But anyway, so, you know, it may be one or two or three in either direction, margin of error. But, you know, you get the grand number, at least, or the, the estimate. Then, how many actual episodes they did. And then, the years. So, I mean, that, that's all I have. So, I have number of cereals. Plus number of episodes and the actual calendar years. Um, I, I chose Julian for this one. Um, <laughs> Good call there. So, Good call. Yeah. I think we ought to start with start with who has the most. Okay, well we can do that. That's going to sort of make me hurt my brain, but I can start do that. shifting things. Okay, so uh, having the most. Okay, so I'm going to just go off cereals just because it's the number in front of me first. Uh, the most serials would be the fourth Doctor. Yes. So that would be... Um, he also has the most episodes. Right. According to my numbers, and you may have different ones, audience, but I have 41 serials for the fourth Doctor in 172 episodes. And he served in the TARDIS, if you will, from 1974 to 1981. Which is always weird. I always think of him as an 80s Doctor, but he's really a 70s Doctor. Yeah. So there you go. That's just me. So now... Uh, are we are we talking about the care? I guess we should do define some terms. Are we talking about the doctor character, or are we kind of thinking about the actor as well? I think we can probably include both. Okay. What What are you thinking? I was thinking just character because then I don't know. But then I don't, cause okay. you, if you get into a you know spoiler, if we get to like a John Hurt, you know. But I think that that should count a okay. bit. Okay. Um, in terms of you know how well known he is. How preeminent. I think that that should, while I don't think that's going to bump him up to number one, right. because he only had yeah. one episode, but, or one one episode yeah. and a mini-sode, I think it should, you know, it still may push him ahead of, for instance, possibly, and I don't know, we haven't done this yet, uh-huh. uh, possibly the eighth Doctor. 
Okay. Well, let's, let's, you know, that sort of thing. So Let's do the top three, and then we'll see what, where we go from there. So okay. the top three would be, um, we're both writing our list down. The fourth Doctor I said is number one, mm-hmm. and apologize, apologize to the audience, it's going to take me a little bit to go up and down here. So I'm going to look at episodes, because serials and stories just get a little weird here. Third so, Doctor so, has the next number. With 128 yeah. episodes. Yeah, so then you have the third Doctor, like you said. So there we go. Third Doctor, John Pertwee. And then you have the second Doctor mm-hmm. with 127. So very close. Um, I mean, they're basically a number off. So I have the third Doctor with 24 serials and 128 episodes. I have the second Doctor, Pat Troughton, with 23 serials and 127 episodes. And they both more or less served um, for years. Well, I have the second Doctor is 66 through 69 and the third Doctor of 70 through 74. But again, once I started doing this research, it's so weird how these years work. Like they'd have like three episodes or something. You know, it just depends how the season broke out. With two, three, and four, where does that put your list, darling, so far? Two, three, and four. So I've looked up because I think that this is a strength of season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I looked up their companions. Okay. So the fourth doctor has Sarah Jane, Harry, Leela, K9, Ramana's one and two, Adric, Tegan, and Nessa, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty good lineup, particularly Sarah Jane. Right. Um, very iconic. And K-9, you know, again, yeah, as you say, very iconic. Uh, so I kept him at number one. Mm-hmm. Third Doctor has Liz, Joe, and Sarah Jane. Right, Liz. I was trying to remember her name the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, I like Sarah Jane again. I'm thinking I'm going to leave it as it is. Because then the third, the second Doctor has Polly, Ben, Jamie, Zoe, and Victoria. Right, he's, he's sort of stayed constant with his people most of the time. yeah. I don't like Jamie mm-hmm. in particular, but yeah, I think I'm going to leave that in that order. Fourth, third, and second. Fourth, third, and C. I have fourth, second, and third. So this is my okay. first. So I think fourth, you know, we, we listened to a uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago where they basically did this for Shakespeare characters, and they put Hamlet in first place, which we both don't agree with. But anyway. I think the fourth Doctor is Hamlet. I think it's hard not to put him in. I'm not saying whether he'll remain first, but such an iconic role. Now, look, he has the longest time, so is that a bit of a cheat? But longevity doesn't necessarily mean quality. It could just mean, That's yeah, true, you know. yeah. But um, I think that's, again, also up against these companions. Right. And if, so I think with the fourth Doctor, you know, with the different companions, he was... Well, it wasn't totally different, but he had a different relationship with the different companions. Mm. You know, Sarah Jane, he had sort of, was was a good sort of foil for him. I mean, not foil, but back and forth. But then Leela, he was a little bit more the Henry Higgins for that, you know. But then she, they, they all took care of themselves. And then with the Romanas, that was sort of a different relationship, with, you know, with the Time Lady and, and all that. And then with the gang by the end. Um, yeah, and I think they're all interesting um, many of them are companions that we continue to think about, again, particularly Sarah Jane. So, uh, yeah. And then I think with the fourth Doctor, the reason I, I have him as one currently is because he can make an episode. It doesn't matter whether the story is good or bad. He can make it. So if it's a bad story and they've happened, it's like, well, but it's the fourth Doctor doing his thing, you know, making the funnies or being serious or, or being that character. And to me, he often can rise above a bad story, or at least it's still, you're still entertaining. You know, like, if it's not about him, you're like, ugh. But then it gets back to him, you're like, okay, well, the fourth Doctor's in this. So, 
So now for my two and three. I think a challenge for me for the third Doctor, and also, let me be up front, I haven't seen a lot of him, but he's stuck on Earth. True. Uh, which is not his fault. But, but, I mean, as far as stories, I think with the second Doctor, uh, you know, A, he has the challenge of being the second Doctor, so, you know, he, that, that I think gives him a plus, or at least a challenge that he has to overcome of trying yeah. to create this character again, or the illusion of, you know, is he is he Bill Hartnell again, or is he a new character, or, you know, whatever. But I think we all bought it. I don't know, maybe we just all went with it. But anyway, and so I think that sort of is a plus for him. I think he does have a lot of good stories. I think he does create his own character of this second Doctor. Completely different from the first Doctor. Mm-hmm. And then I think he does have these different companions, but as I said again, a little bit more longevity, especially with the Jamie era, which is basically like 90% of his time. But I, I always enjoy him. Again, I, I think it's he's, he's a different character than, any, than them all, but another one who I like to watch. And I'll be honest, I think you've talked me into it. I've switched mine. You have switched? Okay. And the third, third Doctor, and again, maybe I just haven't seen enough, but I, nothing wrong with him. I think he is sort of, I always think of him as the James Bond Doctor. The sort of gentleman, I mean, sort of the old school James Bond. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, not Sean Connery, but the other classic Bond. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. I used to be the Roger Moore of Doctors. You know, sort of the gentleman, um, but still action-packed. But, uh, so, I, maybe I need to watch more of him. It's not that I don't like him, um, but... But I think that was sort of his, his his challenge was being on Earth. Yeah. The strength I, of schedule when you go into different planets, different times. Yep. But when yep. you're on and, Earth and with that, units. And I think that for me may have swung, that might have been your best argument. Right. Um, although I appreciate the, the difficulty the second Doctor would have had because this is the first time we have to do this, mm-hmm. create a completely new character from the same character. So, yeah, I think much more challenging. So, yeah, I'm sticking with that. So, at the minute, we're at fourth, second, and third. Okay. Next up, sure. in terms of longevity, is the first three. Doctor. Okay, first Doctor. Um, at 126. Right. Then after that, 126 episodes. <laughs> and then we start to drop. <laughs> yeah, then we go to the fifth Doctor with 72. And then we move up to the 11th Doctor. Doctor at forty-one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this is gonna be hard. I'll go first this time, I guess. So first Doctor. I mean, he's the first Doctor. So I think there's a lot of challenge there to being the first. You have to set this entire world. You have to create the character. I'm trying to figure out all my objective things because I, I think he's he's an interesting character because he is sort of the crabby old man with, but occasionally with the heart of gold. And I think. He has a lot of good companions who, well, that's not true. Oh, in other words, I was trying to say he has a lot, of good, a lot of good companions. He does, but he also does tend to have some stereotypes. You know, um, his granddaughter basically yells and twists her ankle. And so it's sort of a little bit tropish with, with uh, her, not to take anything away from a time lady. So I feel like he does has to go up in the rankings because he is the first to establish his character. And he's iconic. It wasn't just like, oh, it was this bad character. And then they kept going and then he got better but no i think the first doctor has these these moments of establishing rules of mm-hmm. of sort of being this this guidance i mean but then also he often totters a bit sometimes mm-hmm. so i'm gonna currently put him after two and okay. before three all right i did that as well oh really oh man i did yeah okay. so well anything else first doctor you want to say then no, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he'll stay in my top five. Right. Okay. But 
For now. For now. So the fifth doctor, this is going to be hard because I really like the fifth doctor, so I'm going to have to talk myself out of making him too high in the rankings. So the fifth doctor. So challenge coming after four. I mean, it's, a, it's not as big of a challenge as, you know, the second doctor or the first doctor. But nevertheless. But somebody who had such a long run. I mean, by, he has 172 episodes and the only person coming close to that has 128. Yeah. And then basically the fifth doctor has a hundred less episodes. Yeah. You know, you go from 1974 to 1981 and Peter Davison as the fifth doctor had 82 to 84. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and there's sort of this sort of a quite, quite downscaling after all this. But anyway, so I, he doesn't have a lot of great stories, in my opinion. In my opinion, I, I am not a fan. And again, this is subjective, I guess. But a lot of master stories. Like I'm gonna have to actually do my research to back up what I'm saying. But I'm fairly sure a lot of master stories, which I think is overdone. Not the greatest companions. I'm not a, a Tegan hater. I know I, I have on the list just for mm-hmm. record's sake: Adric, Tegan, Nissa, Vislor. Chameleon, Harry. Right. Yeah. Well, this, it's, um, that's, uh, that's his first name. He's not known by that. It's his last name he's known by. I'm, I'm, okay. It's the redhead who I always hate. Uh, the schoolboy. I don't quite know why I remember his name. Oh, right. I know who you're talking about. Anyway, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, so I'm blocking him out. Not great companions. I mean, I'm a Nissa fan. I know you're not. That's fine. Turlo. That's it. Turlo is the name. Oh, right. Okay. So, but yeah, so I'm not a fan of all of his companions. I'm not a fan of his stories. Uh, and that's just me. I like him, though. I like him, and I, and I do like this. But um, we're trying to be objective. Well, I'm just saying, as, as far as strength, you know, are we, if we have to judge them yeah, by their no. companions and their stories, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not a, I, I'm not a classic expert, but I think there's a lot of Fifth Doctor stories where you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he's, he's he's often criticized. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if I buy into it, but he's also criticized as often getting things wrong and not necessarily ever being the hero or solving things or saving people. He's a more very human doctor, if you will. Mm. And so I think that's going to hurt him, even though I enjoy him, but I think it's one of the things like there's a lot of things against him. And so I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know whether to put him above or below three right now. Oh, okay. I put him above. Okay. You know what? Just because I'm going to give a little room, since I don't know three that well, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, you're going to put three ahead I'm going to put five? three above a five for okay. now. All right. And then 11. All right. Oh, this is hard. Well, what do you, what, what do you think? I mean, 11, obviously, even though he's not my first doctor, I know there's that whole thing like, oh, your first doctor is your best. Because I started with, I mean, I technically started with 10, I guess. But then we, I, you know, I retroactively watched nine. And then, but 11 was the first doctor I started with in real time. Like I was his, you know, I watched his first episode as it aired and all that stuff. So that's, that's you know, hard for me um, to, to let him go. But that said, so better than five, better than three. Why? Why? Because, I mean, there's engaging stories. I, and I think that for me... They're not all great, but they're mostly great. There's, I mean, there's not a lot of clunkers in the I 11th think Doctor. You've got Amy Rory Clara mm-hmm. as his companions, all of which I think are phenomenal. River Song, if you want to chuck her in there as well, who mm-hmm. is also phenomenal. And I think, I mean, re-watching this first series of his, and, you know, like I said, I've watched Pandorica Opens three or four times. I still enjoyed it when I watched it today. We watched Vincent and the Doctor oh, the I mean, other which day. Which is my favorite. I think mean, that's yeah. my favorite Doctor Who episode of all and time. And I cried mm. just like I do 
every time I see it. And I've seen it and seen it and seen it. And so I think the strength of the companions, the stories, all of the things that are happening, I put him just under four. And I'll, I'll, I'll just think about this as I talk. So with the 11th Doctor, what do I like? And maybe this is subjective, I know. But he, you know, a young man, new Matt Smith, an actor. But um, I've always believed he played that old man well. He is mm. he is that he's the quirky old man at, at this point in the Doctor's life. I mean, I believed it. Maybe I'm just a sucker for, for going with the story. But I thought, you know, there's a danger getting that young of an actor, you know, with Peter Davis and the Fifth Doctor. But I think... Matt Smith pulled did it well. I mean, when you say holding his own with River Song, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a you know she she's Alex is a great actress, but th- that making that relationship believable, th- his whole story setting, you know, it, this first series is 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 good. It's not great. I, I mean, it's good. You know, Vincent is a great one, um, and uh, the first episode I think is his first episode is great, Eleventh Hour. Um, but I, th- I think he definitely mm-hmm. gets into his own maybe in the second series a little bit more. Just because I think the story's a little bit more epic. Well, I say that the impossible, the sort of silence gets a little weird. It does get a little but, weird, but anyway, and I would agree after with that. that. <laughs> but it's also really well thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, it it gets weird, and I don't like the silence. They make me personally uncomfortable. But it's beautifully thought out. The the what is it? The impossible astronaut. Yes. That the and even the Big Bang, which we're going to watch next. All of the timing things of this is the way we it played out. I just find exquisite. And and the doc the eleventh doctor does give good speeches, mm-hmm. which I think is not a bad thing. Obviously, no, it's important. And although the seventh doctor did a good version of. And and the fact that the Doctor, the Eleventh Doctor, plays this sort of, you know, what we know of the Doctor, who's always been fun, adventurous, you know, a little bit dangerous at times. But I think the Eleventh Doctor is sort of almost the climax of the power of the Doctor, as River warns him. But we see him reaching his sort of climax of being the, you know, the almost powerful God, and then sort of coming down a bit especially with the dalek stuff when he tries to wipe his memory out and all of that yeah absolutely and and i think that you made a good point and particularly because we watched the seventh doctor do the eleventh doctor's pandorica speech and he did a great job with it but it was much lighter in the same vein that the seventh doctor was Mm. very light but i think the 11th Doctor has that balance. I can do light. I can do goofy. The the wonderful moment where he's talking to Rory and then, you know, three minutes later realizes it's Rory that he's talking to in the Pandorica opens. And he does just some great... His mouth drops open and he just... His physical comedy is brilliant. But then he can still, you know... Who's coming first? Bring right. it, you know. Bring the steel. Yeah, it's really, really lovely. So I, I, there's an emotion. So where are you gonna stick him? I, I'm putting him under four right now. Ah, okay. And because th- another moment, and again, is that again this emotional range? I'm trying to make it, but there's little things of the doctor, of the doctor. Like I remember in his, is it his last episode? Like the very, very last episode when Clara hears the prophecy. You know, the doctor has a secret. And the secret is his or his, his grave or what I forget how the phrase goes. But anyway, when the doctor and she's sitting like sitting in her house and he hears it, and she's 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 like busy with tea and looks and he suddenly like 
sort of dumbstruck and about to cry because he realizes his grave has been found. And this moment of emotional whatever is just, I think it's just a poignant, great moment of the Doctor. So, mm. so, so just under four. Yeah, just under four. I know I'm doing a lot for that, but that's, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. All right. So for me right now, my top five are four, 11, two, one, five. Okay. And right now I'm four, 11, two, one, three. Okay. Now, I've buggered it up a little bit. I put, right. I put the 11th in too soon. First of all, the 10th and the 11th are a little bit... Okay, that's all right. Uh, ...in that the 10th Doctor has 44 episodes and 33 stories. The 11th Doctor has 41 episodes and 36 stories. So they're very close. So, uh, but also, the 7th Doctor has 42 episodes. So he falls right in there as well. So 10 and 7? You just want to deal with those two right 7 now? and 12, 12 would be the next one. All right. This is going to be a big one here. All right. You go first. Where are you putting 10? Um, 10. Again, some great companions. Rose, Ricky Mickey, Martha, Donna. Uh, some great stories. He's definitely one of my favorites. I'm going to put him under 11. That was a deep sigh from you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where to put him. I, get, I, I don't know if being iconic gets you points, but I mean, the 10th Doctor is iconic, I feel like, as a doctor. Mm. You know, I mean, his time in the TARDIS was, was, was uh, I mean, the, he had that sort of specials period, but 20, 2006 to 2010, not necessarily continuously, but at least, you know, that long as the Doctor is, you know, a four, few more years than we've had. You know, I mean, Chris, the Ninth Doctor had one year. Because he was, and um, I think Eleventh Doctor was just a couple years. Twelfth Doctor was just a couple years. But Tenth Doctor had sort of the longest of New Who. Yes, and I think that he is probably most New Who watchers' first Doctor. Mm -hmm. Simply because Eccleston only did one season. Mm -hmm. And so... Eccleston isn't the one that people think about as often as Tennant And it's is. David Tennant, of course. So, I mean, you, can, I guess you can't ignore the fact that it's an actor who um, works a lot, is great in almost everything he does. Yeah. And so... And seems perfectly delightful. Yeah. And, and is sort of the doctor. You know, I mean, uh, he, he is always going to be the doctor, just as I always think Tom Baker's always going to be the doctor. But, mm. you know, so I'm, tr I'm struggling of where to put him. Like, I could put him under 11. I could put him under 2. I could put him under 1, even. And so I don't know if that means you should put them at the lowest if you can't really feel justified putting up, you know, that the highest that you can. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay. I, I guess this is subjective, but I guess it is a bit of like, oh, let's watch an episode with this doctor. You're like, yeah. You're like, mm. no. I think that's fair. What are we gonna get? Yeah, I think that that's fair. So, but the two and one. I mean, you know, it's class. I I, I think. I, at least in my list, I do sort of do some corrections between classic and new, you know, allow a margin because, mm. you know, classic can, can crawl at times. But that's, you know, if you sort of speed it up in your head a little bit, there is good stuff in there. So, all right, I'm going to split the difference because I can't make a decision. I'm <laughs> going to put 10 between 2 and 1. That's, I knew you were going to do that. Because, I, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if now I'm surprised I've ranked 2 so high, but, but, but because I think... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So my top five would currently be 4, 11, 2, 10, 1. And mine is 4, 11, 10, 2, 1. Okay, so the seventh Doctor. Yeah, seventh Doctor. First of all, he had Mel and Ace. Right. 
Big fan of Ace in particular. Mel's all right. But yeah, yeah. Ace. Ace. Ace is Ace. I think the challenge with the Seventh Doctor, and this is very sort of um, behind the scenes, but look, Doctor Who's going to get canceled. Or, you know, after the Sixth Doctor, they're like, the days are numbered. Yeah. The ratings are not good. You know, it could have just fallen into, I know, maybe some say they did, but could have just fallen into, like, the last gasp, and which I did kind of gasp at the end, but, you know, not necessarily anything of, that Sylvester McCoy did. But I think he was going 100%. He was giving it his all, it seems like. He created this character, and I was present, pleasantly surprised the first time I did my watch of The Seventh Doctor, because I didn't know what to expect, and I was like, oh, it's the, you know, the 80s, it's the end of the franchise, the franchise get killed from this Doctor, so, but I'm like, oh man, there's a lot going on in this. I mean, they're trying to engage the stories, they sort of have this, the conniving Doctor, the, the plotting Doctor, mm. and I think just, even though it's only, I mean, I'm going to ignore Mel for a second, I think with the <laughs> A7 is, is a great relationship. I mean, it's Professor, it's, it's you know, it's uh, him building her up and, and and just going for things. And so, I mean, I think there's a lot to seven. So that being said, where do I put him? Well, I don't know, but three and five are sort of being the bottom to me. I don't think three and five are going to get any higher than where they are right now. So seven. Oh, no. Okay, just so I'm not... I'm just going to have to make a decision. So right now, just because I'm in sort of in this 2-10-1 area, I'm going to put 7 all right, just below 10. And I might regret that. Because I was just thinking, like, okay, we're going to watch an episode. It's going to be the 7th Doctor. I'll be like, okay, which one? Whereas the 10th Doctor, I'll be like, okay, whatever. I'm sure. So that's, that's mine. I also put him underneath 10, which okay. for me puts him in 4th, but for you puts him in 5th. Right. Yeah, I like. Like I said, I like Ace. I like some of the episodes that we've seen. The one with the cats, the last one. Survival, and, I think. And the um, one where they're, the guy turns into be a bad guy. Oh, the different Daleks. That was the... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I like what I've seen. I find him kind of fun. So, I put him underneath 10. Which makes my top five four eleven ten seven and two. Yeah, mine's four eleven two ten seven. Yeah, twelfth doctor is next. All right. So, how are we rating Peter Capaldi, our most recent occupant of the TARDIS? Mm. If you look at it, of New Who, he's had the few. I mean, other than nine. I mean, we're putting nine aside for a second. Yeah. Special circumstances, right? But anyway, the shortest of all the doctors, and it does feel like it, honestly. Doesn't feel like he was there for a long time, you know. I think that they uh, part of that is the consistency mm-hmm. in terms of consistency of airing the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I mean, he's not that many behind the eleven because he has thirty six episodes compared to eleven's forty one and ten's forty four. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's in the ballpark. But I did notice that whatever the number of episodes that ten and eleven had per series, like say it was a thirteen, I could be wrong. Peter had like twelve. Or is like they had twelve and he had eleven. It was like it was one down. I was kind of like, hmm, I don't you know. You think they hobbled him from the start? Well, well, I, I think a lot of things hobbled him from the start. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest about, it. but that's that's getting a little subjective, perhaps. But anyway, I think he had two companions. I mean, he had more than that, but the two big companions. You know, he had of course Clara, which did not work out mm-hmm. in our opinion, which is subjective maybe, but yeah. But I think when you're looking at strength of uh, season strength of season, Clara just couldn't pull it together for him. Mm-hmm. I just I don't enjoy. I love her with Eleven. I just find her dull. 
with 12. And I probably said this before, upon doing my Capaldi rewatch, I enjoyed it more, but I think it's because I already knew his character. Whereas watching it the first time, he was kind of, not him personally, the actor, but anyway, you know, the the show was, or however, was finding that character. And so you're like, I don't know if I like him or what he's doing or he doesn't like hugs and he's anti-army and that doesn't make sense because he likes unit and and, and what's going on. But by the end of it, you're like, okay, I kind of know the character. And then when you watch it again, you're like, okay, well, that's him. Mm -hmm. But the first time it was just like, I don't think they know and we don't know and... I don't know. But then I think once they stick him with Bill... It works out. Magic happens. And he has... talking. You know, you talk about the 11th having some great speeches. The 12th has just some phenomenal speeches. Just some brilliant ones. I'm putting him under 10. Okay. I'm... Uh, like I my bottom of the barrel is three and five, which I feel so bad five is last. I hope that is not how the list ends up. But anyway, um... I think I'm around seven one seven one. I'm gonna put him. Okay, we're gonna watch a twelfth Doctor episode. I would probably be which one. Um, so I'm gonna put him for the moment below seven. Okay. So what's your top five look like? Right now, my top five is four, eleven, two, ten, seven. And mine is four, eleven, ten, twelve, seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Next up is the sixth doctor. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. Uh-huh. Um, he doesn't. He has a, he has twenty seven episodes. Thank you. I mean, uh, he basically served a year, nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty six. I mean, ten uh, serials. He had Perry and Mel. Right, and he sort of and suffered. You can say I'm either being positive or negative. He suffered in his last season or series, if you will. From having the short Trial of the Time Lord. Like, that was the entire series. It wasn't, like, how many episodes you would ever have. It was just this one long story. And that's good or bad, right? We're trying something different. be serialized instead of just episodic. Um, and, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, necessarily. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't be like, oh, my God, they did that, and that's terrible. It, it was an idea, and I don't think it was a bad idea. You know, you're sort of using a story to be a stories and stories, you mm. know. And that was fine. But but I think it does hurt him for quantity, obviously. I mean, you can argue that's good or bad. But yeah, six Doctor. Um, I and don't Perry. Know. And Perry. Perry is just not helpful uh, to no. him. No, not at all. I put the sixth Doctor at the bottom. I have to. I mean, I have to. Because, like, it basically, you know, a fifth Doctor. If I'm using this as my fifth Doctor, I've said, okay, which one? But, I mean, it's the fifth Doctor. I'll, whatever. The sixth Doctor, I'm going to be like, oh, God, do I have to? Or, yeah. Do I have to? Do I have to? Because, yeah, and, and maybe, I don't know, I would, I would like, if you are a Sixth Doctor fan, I know, I know he lives on in Big Finish, and that, I'm not about, talking about Big Finish Sixth Doctor, but actual unscreened Sixth Doctor, if you are a Sixth Doctor fan, I would love to hear from you, not to argue, I mean, I would just like to hear, you know, say, tweet at me and say, hey, this is why I like him, and I'll be like, okay, I, maybe something I just don't see, because he's just, to me, just always arrogant, which I know that's the character, he's supposed to be arrogant and irritating, but... Ah, it just doesn't work for me. But I like to like my doctor. Yeah, and I get it. You can have a dark side, and that's fine. But and of course, he he never had a chance to show perhaps where that came from, like a twelve did. You know, yes, right? yeah. two seasons, does, or, you know, or whatever. Uh, what um, twenty seven episodes doesn't give you a lot of time to breathe. You know, so yeah, absolutely. And I think again, 
if you're going to have a doctor who is a little bit unlikable as a character, you can't stick him with somebody like Perry. <laughs> you know, stick him stick him with Bill. That would have been interesting. Oh, you're right. You're right. But Perry, who is also just awful, awful. I mean, and, you know, to be fair, she's not awful. As I mean, she 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 should just have her positive moments. But it, it's she's more irritating than not. Yes, she's the most likely to twist her ankle. Ugh. Wear a tight outfit, revealing outfit for no apparent reason. A dress like Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. There are all sorts of things. So and the shrill American doesn't really help. No. So you putting six at the bottom. I'm putting six at the bottom. Okay, that's where I put him. Nine. Ah, uh, this is a hard one. This it is, is a hard to one. me a hard one. So thirteen episodes, of course, only served two thousand five. Ten stories. Chris Eccleston, though, you know, so obviously Chris Eccleston, Nine Doctor. Also, um, much like two. Having to oh, restart the restart, restart the franchise, yeah. yeah, and that's a lot to carry on his shoulders, mm-hmm. on on his leather uh, shoulders uh, with his jacket there, <laughs> on his uh, leather northern shoulders, and he's got Rose, right? Which I don't know. I'm not a. I don't nothing against Rose. Rose. I'm not a big Rose fan. I mean, but I don't have anything against her. I'm like, so if you're a big Rose fan, then, okay. okay, then let me also check out. He also has Jack. That's true. That is true. See? I'm a bigger Jack fan. Um, if I'm going to be honest. So, and he, and he did make out with him, too. So, anyway. So, I, it's hard for me to get away from the shortness. I mean, quality. Quality in the Ninth Doctor. He seemed like a pers- perfectly reasonable height, darling. <laughs> but, you know, I, you, we're watching a Ninth Doctor episode. I'm there. It's going to be It's going to be great. Well, it, it should be. I mean, I can't think of a bad nine dollars. There's only so many, right? So you know, I, it's hard to get away from. I'm gonna put him below one. Whoa, that's me. Okay, I put him just below twelve. Okay, which for me would have been one more up. Okay, fair <laughs> well, enough. I have one above nine, but above that twelve. That puts him in my fifth spot. Okay, so that puts him in the bottom. In my bottom, he's the fourth up from my bottom. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I think that, as you say, it's short, but the stories are really good. Rose and Jack, in my opinion, both are really, really strong. He's having to restart the whole thing, and he's a name already. And so he's actually invested in terms of, he's put something, as an actor, Christopher Eccleston put something on the line there. To reboot this. So now I'm, I'm questioning myself. Because now I've noticed I have 12 above 9. I mean, And I'm telling myself that can't be right. Um, you don't think 12 goes below, above 9? I've got, I've, got, I've got 9 just below 12. Although now you're making me rethink that. And I hate you yeah, for it. No, I, no, I'm sticking with it. Because the speeches. The speeches push me over the edge. Right. And yeah. Bill. And again, and again, it helps. You know, if the Nine had a couple Christmas specials under his belt, maybe it would give him some opportunities. Yes. So I guess it, it, he doesn't have a lot of opportunities, so that, that hurts him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get out of that. You can't get out that there's only so many episodes. It'd be like, you know, when we talk about the Eighth Doctor, you know, you're either going to love him or hate him, and that's all you got, you know. So, yeah, I'll keep him where he is. I'm keeping him where he is. Okay. okay. And Eighth Doctor. Ah, so this is a hard one. This is, I would, because, you know, what do you do? What do you measure? You got the TV movie, which is obviously not great mm. you have the mini sode which i'd argue is awesome mm-hmm. um of course but it's only a mini sode it's sort of a oh we redeemed the character now are we including what? big finish or not i'm i would I, say not I, but you can argue for I yes i say yes because and you can correct me on this mm-hmm. maybe 
but I think he's the most... Iconic of the Big Finish. Yes. So when I Wikipedia'd Companions, and they gave me this big long list, for the eighth, they gave me Grace, Lucy, and Charlotte. Mm Mm-hmm. And Lucy and Charlotte are both from Big Finish. Yeah. And so I would argue, I would also argue longevity. And then Paul McGann, I mean, he's very engaging. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't like. I didn't particularly like the movie, uh, but I think for longevity, for being the, and again, because he was just the link between old and new, right? He's sort of the, the asterisk. Is he classic? Is he new? Is he neither? You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, which I think is really difficult. So for him as a doctor to continue to live on so beautifully and he really has i i i'm thinking i'm thinking about putting him above 9 okay i'm going to go ahead and and say below 9 Okay. Because, I mean, you know, we're going to watch The Eighth Doctor. You're like, oh, there's a movie or the many episode, you know, so. Uh, no, fair. but if I said we're going to listen to a big finish, but maybe if you include that, we're going to listen to a big finish. Which one? Eighth. Oh, okay. I, I would always look forward to that. And I also just bit of an really like Sheridan Smith. Right. I so, just her a delight. But I hate Eric Roberts. Or I'm not a big Eric Roberts fan. Right. So. Read, read a lovely article about Eric Roberts and Vanity Fair. And, mm-hmm. you know, I find him interesting, but. I don't usually like him. So, and again, I, I'm just the strength of schedule. He only has a TV. I mean, I mean, that hurts him. That hurts him. I mean, there's no way it doesn't hurt him. So, yeah, I'm saying below nine. I think you're right. I'm going to do that too. Darn it. You've talked me into it. All right. Who's so. Oh, well, I know who we have left. But let me just. So, yeah. we got. Well, I'm just doing the quick. So, one, two, three, yeah, four. Yeah, no, we've covered. I've, I've <laughs> checked all of that. We've covered all of them. Do we do War Doctor or not? <sighs> do we do Peter Cushing or not? Oh, God. So, I know he's the last on your list. <laughs> he will indeed. Do we do um, second and third first doctors? Uh, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, so I think we're, gonna, we're not going to do the war doctor. Uh, yeah. Let's not. Okay. Let's All not right. say So, who's your top five? Okay. So, my top five is the fourth doctor, then the eleventh doctor, then the second doctor, then the tenth doctor, and then the seventh doctor. Wow. So, I mean, like, so, like, this exercise is fun because how much does it surprise me or how does it not? So, 4 and 11 is not surprising, so that maybe a lot of bias is coming through there. Um, or maybe it's just that's how things are because they would be my favorite. Now, I, I, honestly, I'd put 11 maybe above 4 personally, but that's not what happened here. So, I'm surprised second got as high as he did, but he did. I mean, um, so I'm looking forward to watching some more second Doctor episodes and maybe that'll either change my mind or not. I am surprised 10th Doctor is as high as he is, because I'm personally not as big of a huge, huge, huge 10 fan as a lot of people are. I mean, nothing against him, but I'm just like, okay, he's there. 7th Doctor doesn't surprise me, so, but anyway. And I went 4, 11, 10, 12, and 9. Okay. Biggest surprise for me is 4. Right. Because uh, I'm generally not a huge classic fan. Uh, but I really wanted to try and be objective about it. I didn't want this just to be about ranking, you know, the most recent. It, it, which is one of the reasons I think I struggled with where to put eight. Because I didn't want to be too biased about it. Mm-hmm. And, but as you say, you know, what it, we're going to watch the eighth Doctor. We're going to watch him. <laughs> or listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I did go with that. 
Um, in terms of the new who, it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm a little sad. Like, I quite like Pertwee. Right. Um, and I'm not 100% sure why. I just kind of like it. Yeah. And he's down at the very bottom right. for me and so, on this list. Yeah. Uh, which I'm a little sad well, about. Well, I'm sad that five is next to the bottom. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, but I can't argue that he doesn't have yeah. a lot of great stories. Yeah. So. So, yeah, this is this has been interesting. Yeah, and, maybe, and what we really want people to do now is tweet us and tell us yeah, all the ways that we're wrong. Exactly. Well, because that's fun, yeah, isn't and, it? And then tweet us your list, you know, and, and give it a, a, a you know, we, tr- we we I'm sure we were trying, we were subjective, but try to give it an objective st- standpoint and see if it if you're surprised when you try and do it that way and make your own list. So, but yeah, feel free to tweet us. I'm at NC Public Servant. And I'm at One Phoenix Theater. Or if you just want to tweet us at the network, we always appreciate that. And the Nerd Party Network on Twitter is at Join Nerd Party. Right. Shall we jump into the library for a quick one? So for this portion of Into the TARDIS Library, we're going to go with our number one selection, The Hamlet. Of Doctor Who, yep. and that is the fourth Doctor, because I I think well, I was trying to decide what episode to do, and, and you I think you said who had the most, I said fourth, and you're like, let's do a fourth Doctor. So I suggested an episode that I always, th- or a serial, that I always think is very popular as fourth Doctor is City of Death, uh, which premiered 29 September 1979, and the summary from TARDIS.Wikia is, while taking in the sights of Paris in 1979... The fourth Doctor and Romana sense that someone is tampering with time. Who is the mysterious Count Scarlioni? Why does he seem to have counterparts scattered through time? And just how many copies of the Mona Lisa did Leonardo da Vinci paint? I think many versions scattered through time. Um, I think that's a little bit misleading because we only see one of them. No, that's, uh, we see, well, sort of in like the flash. Uh, there's sort of that special effect where it's sort of like a bunch of faces. Yeah, but we only actually see an encounter. Well, I guess two of them. Yes. The one in 1979 and the one hanging out in Da Vinci studio. Now, one thing, uh, of course, oh, you know, I always have to do this at least once or try to. One thing Star Trek is famous for in its oh, series God. Here we go. <laughs> is doing an episode in the contemporary time. So in the original series, there's an episode in the 1960s, like it's of that time. Mm. Voyager has one where they travel back to time to the 90s. Uh, I think Enterprise goes to the 21st century. But I I felt felt like it was funny watching this episode, and they're like, oh, they're really doing the period piece. Oh, wait, that's the time the show was made. (laughs) So I was like, oh, they should then know how to do this, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, so what did you think of City of Death? And, and, And with the caveat that this is generally thought of as a pretty good serial. Why do you have to give that as a caveat? Well, to you. To, whether you think, like, if I built it up, are you like, oh. Yeah, yeah, no. I liked it all right. I thought it was a good concept. The girl with the cigarette holder I found very distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because she even had it when she was in the Louvre uh, um, stealing the Mona Lisa. And I was like, why? Why did why did you bring that with you? And why did you feel the need to light a cigarette right this second? But... I Other often, than that. I often question why women feel the need to light cigarettes, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, but other than that, I thought it was interesting. I like Romana. This is Romana 2. The second Romana. That's what I was thinking. The second Romana, darling. Yeah. Anyway. Equality is annoying. <laughs> the second Romana. I like her. Um, she's quite interesting. I loved the detective who With, with could, his thumping. 
who could knock down walls with his shoulder, yeah, mm-hmm. and just wanted to beat people up. Um, so, yeah, no, I liked this one a lot. I, and, and, again, I think it's, you know, he has strong storylines. He has a strong companion there. Now, this, of course, would not be surprising that the script editor at the time was Douglas Adams. Oh, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Particularly, like, just this series or... Yeah, I think this whole, yeah. Uh, Because this series in particular is very Douglas Adams. So, yeah, you can definitely tell a lot of his touches, the humor, the... The, the time travel, which he, he does well, you know, with both Hitchhikers and with um, uh, Dirk Gently. And so, yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's a fun and it's, it's it goes together. There's no necessarily like down points. You know, in classic, there's down points just because the pacing's a little weird sometimes. But it's all, you know, it all goes together. It flows. There's things going on. It's it's, it's it is sort of a madcap adventure through. Paris time and space. And, yeah, time and space. And, and, yeah, and they and, end up at the beginning of time. Yes. The the detective guy's like, why do I have goo on my feet? And the doctor's like, oh no. That's you. That, that's your ancestors <laughs> right there. Um, and then it turns out that if the spaceship didn't explode, then humanity wouldn't have evolved. And so I think it, it ties with a nice little bug. I do like, I mean, I think it's sometimes both absurd and cool. Because if you remember when we watched Earthshock when Adric died, mm-hmm. that's what caused the dinosaurs to die. Oh, yeah, of course. And now we have the explanation of why human beings were created, because the radiation from the yeah. crash put together the whatever. Doctor Who has a lot to answer <laughs> for, doesn't he? So, yeah, but no, I, I do think the, the, the soundtrack is very memorable, at times annoying, because it's just repeat. And it's like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, but but it is memorable, though. I mean, not many Doctor Who soundtracks, I think, are memorable in an episode, especially classic. I was going to say, yeah, particularly classic, obviously. But so much of the music in New Who repeats itself thematically. Right. You know, you've got Bill's song and Clara's song and all of that sort of thing. And so it, you hear it through multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always think these sort of comic, an interesting. I mean, the Count is an interesting character. Of course, the actor I think really brings back. Uh, who's uh, actor's been in a lot of things. I just can't think of his name off the top of my head. But sort of a actor you see in things he does a good job as the Count. Um, I do think the ending is a bit rushed though, because <laughs> sort of like you know he finally goes back in time to stop himself. But he's just sort of like walking around. Hey, I'm going to walk up to the spaceship. And they just like push him over. And like, well, that was easy to solve. Yeah. That's certainly true. Yeah. Like we should have had a better plan. A little more of an episode with it. Yeah. I, I can I can see that. So it did fall apart a little. But even like the doctor, the uh, scientist character was interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. sort of this weird, uh, was it German? I yeah. He kept reminding me of Chekhov. There's Maybe. my Star Trek Maybe reference Russian. for yeah. you. Sort of this, uh, I don't even think he was trying necessarily to be Russian. Okay. There was something about his appearance and his demeanor and all of those things. I don't know. And it sort of had the humor of like, well, I like to sleep. I like to, you know, yeah. my bed. Yeah, anyway. But anyway, so yeah. So he basically sounded like Dracula, I guess. So anyway. <laughs> so he was Transylvanian. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Okay. That works. Known for their scientists. <laughs> and their vampires. Exactly. Right. So I think we have... Gone on ad nauseum. So uh, maybe we should wrap this up and figure out what we're going to talk about next week, my love. Yeah, so for next week, we're going to try to do a little character focus. You know, we did River Song some time ago. Uh, this one, we're not going to watch all the episodes for because there's a 
god awful amount of them. Um, and we're going to be talking about the master, and you know, to include the Missy aspect as well. So I think we will probably be focusing on the new Who as well, but we'll we'll make obviously some references to classic master because I'll tell you what I'm not. The first master, I don't know that well, so I'm sure that'll probably be our look into the TARDIS library. Oh, so, the, we Roger, see, what's his we face? we get to see Derek Jacoby. Oh, that's true. There you go, Derek Jacoby, of course. Or from. Jacoby. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, so we'll be talking all things master, both and, and the crazy idea that a Time Lord could regenerate into a woman. Yes. It's it, crazy. It's crazy. It's it's mm-hmm. mad. I don't know why anyone would go along with it. Well, until next time, darling, you will always be ranked as number one in all of time and space to me. Oh, see, I sort of put you two next to the uh, I'm just underneath the cat. Makes sense. This is BBC Television. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.